Welcome back, everybody, to uh, episode 25, another edition of the Emmanuel Pastors podcast. I'm Pastor Nathan. Today, uh, I'm the only pastor on the podcast, but um, you can pray for Theo. He's in the thick of school, and he's working a job, and he's a pastor, and he's got a part-time job at the church, and he's got a girlfriend, and he's pretty uh, pretty full right now. So he's taking the week off. And uh, we have on today one of our pastoral interns, uh, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. So Tim is uh, a Moody student. He preached at the church a few weeks ago. He's part of Gospel for Chicago right now, which is our uh, internship, apprenticeship program to uh, raise up more pastors. And uh, so you're a few months in. Are you enjoying GFC, Tim? Yeah, yeah, it's it's going really well, and it's a it's a really neat opportunity. I think more than I expected to to be able to shadow and to see uh, what it is to do pastoral ministry, um, what what church leadership and serving the church looks like, um, and getting kind of a behind the scenes view alongside uh, alongside you know a, a few other pastoral apprentices too so yeah, i've loved it so far five this this uh season which has been it's been fun it's a good group of guys and uh yeah i'm thoroughly enjoying it and this will kind of fulfill some of your requirements for your internship and give you another opportunity to practice um kind of teaching uh, we'll keep it still in a conversational format, but I'm I'm really excited about the topic that we're going to talk about today, um, which you brought up. It's a you know a spiritual discipline that's probably not talked about as much, but uh, you 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 said I want to talk about the discipline of slowness. Yeah, slowness, right? So, what? <laughs> that's right. What's the where'd that come from? What's the inspiration uh, for this topic? Yeah, I uh, I was introduced to the topic itself through um, through a book about spiritual disciplines um, by uh, Adele Calhoun, and then through some other reading, I, um, I I I just began thinking about this and um, and thought, you know what, we see that. Um, well, I I think I think I realized that I don't see that in uh, in a lot of um, a lot of my life and in a lot of um, in a lot of just the life of the church and so um, mm-hmm. I, you know I think a lot of us are getting back to life as it was um, you know we have meetings and working and coffeeing and reading and parenting spousing podcasting you know like we're mm-hmm. we're kind of getting back to normal and for others of us you know our activities remain minimal and um, you know we have have some new moms who are at home, um, spend a lot of our days maybe in the same space at home. Um, and so maybe life feels slow already or even boring um, and that, and things might not be picking up anytime soon. So I, I'm hoping that, that this will be helpful for us as a church, um, wherever we're at, to think about um, not just our pacing, like how methodical can I be while I'm in the traffic, you know, sitting in traffic or something like that, but even more how we can be um, present and mindful in, in the callings that God has given us um, and in, in our daily lives to do all that we do for His glory. 
So I've, I've read a few different, you know, spiritual disciplines books and tried to practice them over the years. And I don't, I don't know if I, I could be wrong. I'm thinking of like Dallas Willard or Richard Foster, Donald Whitney, um, or a, 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 probably the most recent one I read is called Habits of Grace. But uh, I don't think any of them list slowness as a spiritual discipline. They may list rest. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the same thing as rest? Or what, what exactly are you talking about when you talk about the spiritual discipline of slowness? Yeah, I think I think rest is a really important discipline, and uh, and you uh, you and Pastor Theo had a conversation about rest a little bit um, about vacation mm-hmm. uh, in July, and it seems like the idea of ceasing, um, setting aside time to uh, to confess that we trust God and that our productivity is not what gives us purpose, or it's mm-hmm. not. You know, we don't make an an idol out of productivity. We we stop to reflect on God's goodness. Um, is is that kind of the idea of rest? Is that a fair definition? Yeah, yeah. A, a ceasing. Yeah, I think you articulated that well. But it would also lend itself to a a a lifestyle that's a little more paced. You know, have, having breaks. It it would slow you down to take one in seven days off, you know, to right. sleep eight hours a, a night, um, those kind of things. So yeah, can you tease that a little bit more? Like what, what, how slowness might be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what exactly do we mean when we're talking about slowness? Yeah. So if, if rest is about kind of what we do, um, or, or what we, uh, what we don't do right. <laughs> maybe, um, I think, uh, I think slowness is is about how we do um, what we do, hmm. um, and then and then why we do what we do. Hmm. Um, so so rest and, and slowness are similar. They they help us reinforce our limitations, um, you know. And we we confess, God, you are sovereign, regardless of my speed or of my output. Um, but with slowness, we're 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 doing things mindfully and slowly, and in, in order to be present. And so maybe, for example, um, you could think about how you take out the trash, okay? Um, huh. You know, maybe like the fact of what you're doing, okay, you're, you're taking out the trash, but how you do it, maybe you're, you're frantic or you're mm. frustrated huh. or it's been overflowing. And so, um, mm. but how you do it reinforces why you do it. And so maybe that attitude of taking out the trash is one of obligation. I'm doing this because... I have to, and it's a bother, and um, you know. got to this big to-do list. I just got to hurry up and get through it. And I got so much stuff to do, and you're kind of harried. Yeah, let me just check it off. Right, um, but uh, you I know, think I live like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you think about if if we introduce slowness into something, you know, like taking out the trash. If if you did that, if the how is slowly, if it's intentionally, um, then the why may be different. You know, your why may be to serve your spouse, or um, or to provide a hospitable apartment for your small group, or simply because you love God. Um, and so, so I, that, taking about, time to reflect on why we're doing what we're doing. Right, kind of that perspective piece and and motivation. 
um, which slowness can lend itself to to, to oh. cause us to stop and think. What would you say to somebody who who said this is kind of a guise for laziness? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a great question because it's, it seems like on one extreme we have, you know, productivity and being overwhelmed and working all the time and you know that kind of idea, but on the other extreme, you know, there's this slothfulness or, or laziness. Mm. Um, and so how is slowness, how does that not lend itself to that? Um, it seems like, uh, slothfulness is, is a neglect of responsibility altogether. Um, so when you're talking about what, I mean, in this, in the example of taking out the trash, slothfulness is, well, you wouldn't do it. (laughs) Um, Mm. you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't partake in that maybe because for whatever reason, maybe you don't see value in it. Or, um, or you, you're prioritizing something else, but slowness is different in that. Really, your circumstances may not even change, um, but but what you're doing is actually redeemed um, in in those in those daily life examples. That's good. That's good. So so what what um, what does um the opposite what would a lack of slowness look like i think we've already talked about that a little bit but what are we uh contrasting mm-hmm. this to yeah a speedy life mm-hmm. yeah speedy life um and you, you i'm sure i'm sure you have some some examples too i just think about like um i know it's it's easy in a busy season for me uh to to be in a conversation with someone but to be thinking about my next appointment right. um, or to... You're not, you're not fully present. You're not there. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of half engaged. Okay. Um, okay. This is helpful. Yeah. I think I'm getting a picture of it. Sounds nice. Um, where is it at in the Bible? Is it biblical or is this just some kind of self-care mumbo jumbo? Right. <laughs> some, you know, some mindfulness training that you might get from the world yeah absolutely uh, is it just a live your best life kind of a thing or a feel good thing bloom right planted be all there some sort of cliche like that for sure and i've definitely heard that and i was actually just talking with with a brother um on my floor and he he said when he when he went through counseling um it was a secular counseling service and and they they practiced this um and so uh, like mm-hmm. this mindfulness idea, and so mm-hmm. we were talking about okay, how is this, um, how is this found in scripture, and what is the goal, what's the end of it, and so, um, so I think maybe we can look at some, some examples like how we see this, how we see slowness practiced in scripture, um, and and I think about Christ's example, um, and how you you know you read the Gospels, and Jesus wasn't wasn't rushing through life. He wasn't yeah. um, trying just trying to get to the next thing. Um, he he was he was very um, he was very intentional, and he even embraced interruptions. Right. Um, you know, I think about convicting. Yeah, I think about when um, when Jesus met Jairus, like in Mark five, um, and how how Jairus's daughter was at death's door. And so he said, please, Jesus, come with me. 
Um, and so while he while they're headed that way, and I can imagine um, there's urgent. probably some there's probably some urgency there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, but this woman su- suffering from bleeding for twelve years um, touches Jesus's robe, and he stops dead in his tracks, um, and he he addresses her, and he he tells her, "Your faith has made you well." And so even an interruption like that in a really seemingly urgent moment, um, Jesus wasn't above um, stopping and taking the time to do his Father's will mm. in that moment. Yeah. Um, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, just looking at Jesus, you think he was not in a hurry. He waited till he was around 30 years old to really start his public ministry. Mm. Uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking about Lazarus, you know, and the the franticness yeah. of uh, like, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he he, he took time mm. and even let him die uh, wow. to show his you know greater purpose. Yeah, wow. Okay, so Jesus, mm. great model of mindfulness, I guess, or a, um, a slowness. Yeah, or you know, yeah, with children. He was sleeping on a boat, <laughs> like um, things like that, and so I think we can look, to, yeah, to Christ's life as an example. Um, hmm. And I think of some some other ways in Scripture um, it came to mind quickly to me is even even a slowness to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, in our reading plan, we you know I think last week we read James one, mm-hmm. um, or this week, and and James one nineteen talks about being. Um, being quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to be angry right um and and of course you could you could look many places proverbs 29 um you know <laughs> well it's kind of a proverbs 29 20 um says do you see a man who speaks too soon there's more hope for a fool than for him hmm. and so that's that's again it's talk it's changing how you go about communication and it talks about why. Okay, well, why would I be slow to speak? It's not right. just be slow for the sake of slowness. And it's not but, be silent. It's still speak. Right. Yeah, and exactly. Measured and intentional. Yeah, and for speak a purpose. Speak out of a place of peace. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So there's, there is, there's, um, there's an end of uh, making much of God through our words and building others up. Okay. Anything else from the Bible you can think of? Yeah, in terms of examples, um, you know, I, I think of prayer and how we, we read of these long prayers um, in Scripture um, of celebration. You know, Solomon, in the, after the temple was built, he took his time to, to pray to God. It wasn't a quickie just to say, all right, thanks, God. Um, um or, or Hannah when um, when Samuel was um, was conceived, or um, hmm. or the persistent widow that Jesus talks about in Luke eleven, um, and so you know in prayer, and I I wonder, um, I wonder, those are we think about prayer in terms of like, um, you know, set aside times to pray um, often, and we see that in scripture. And there's also these calls to pray without ceasing, um, and and I I wonder what what that looks like, um, even even in your life or how you've seen that done well, 
um, how that can contribute to an intentionality in the things that we do, like consistent communication with God. Mm-hmm. I guess having extended times to pray would, would be like slow down and don't be in a rush to just check this off your prayer, your, your to-do list. Um, but then the the praying without ceasing is kind of a mindset of everything that you're doing, even the to-dos, you're doing with a, a in, in an attitude, in a posture of prayer. You're, you're talking to God in the moment, and that has the ability to kind of calm you down and put it, everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think of the the idea of waiting on the Lord, right? Like that's yeah. prayer isn't a quick fix oftentimes to the problems that we have that we're talking to God about. We want him to fix it quickly and oftentimes he he's not working on, on our timetable and uh, and part of that is to get us to just slow down and just trust and I waited patiently for the Lord he turned to me and heard my cry like praying for something for a long time Um, I wonder if that's part of what you're talking about yeah that absolutely that practice of of patience and of of waiting um, waiting on the Lord Hmm. saw that in Isaiah quite a bit as well and that probably applies to Bible study and meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we got to slow down to pay attention. Right. We see that phrase, you know, meditating day and night. Um, Joshua was called to that. Um, the psalmist loves to um, to talk to talk like that. And I think I think that's something. I don't know if it's just me, but when we're in a reading plan, um, it can be easy to to go to check things off, um, right. and so so to have that set aside space where we can stop and really meditate and, and say, God, would you would you do some heavy lifting in my life and, and reveal yourself to me? Um, help me to learn. Um, so That's absolutely, good. Word of God. That's good. Okay. Yeah, maybe a. Maybe a, a last example um, from Scripture. It's an interesting one that um, I wasn't thinking about, I didn't expect, but you, you get this idea that lamenting in Scripture is not a, is not a quick process. Um, um, like in Genesis 50, when Jacob, uh, Israel, right, dies, um, the whole nation of Egypt goes up to the they parade up to the promised land they it's not a parade of course but they they mourn for 70 days with with joseph and his family yeah um and so they're they're not trying to rush that and yeah um that's a good point i mean our culture is uh i remember my mom is uh works in the floral industry and a big part of that is funerals and and uh she's you know, remarked that it just, we're speeding up that process so much now. Like back like when my grandfather died, he his casket lay in the living room of our farmhouse for like a week, and people would come over and sit with my grandmother and mm. pay respects, and 
and you know that it was a now then it kind of became when i was a kid there was the visitation the night before and then the funeral the next day and now they're rolling that into like one and you know just let's not go to the house of mourning and just kind of linger there let's let's get let's move on as quick as we can because we this is uncomfortable and i think that's indicative of our society yeah good point just gotta slow down death and suffering these things uh they put a wrench in the gear of our well-oiled kind of fast-paced moving life (laughs) Mm. yeah they do slow us down and and help us to see that 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 death and evil is not it's not a it's not just the way things go it's not just a part of life um you know the way that god created this world and where he's moving it to um you can't point your finger and say that's where death fits in (laughs) um because it's it's a it's a foreign thing and so we we ought ought to sit in that um and Mm. and direct our our attention to god as the psalmist does in this culture it's really needed okay i'm seeing it anything else biblically making a case for slowness as a a discipline we should yeah yeah i think so what we you know we talked about some examples um that we see people in scripture practicing this um and and scripture addresses uh i think this idea really head-on um and more we've talked about the how okay how are people how is christ going about living his life um but maybe the why of okay why why do you do what you do um and so one one thing that's really interesting we see is we see vocations in scripture listed um really specific ones and these are affirmed these are people with certain callings and jobs who are part of the people of god and within those vocations they're used to god's glory um just to name a few um there were cloth dealers in scripture there were tent makers physicians there were lawyers craftsmen shepherds um hostesses leaders of oxen um you know and these these seemingly normal things um that 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 they were they had a great purpose because of the way that they were done of course there were there were unbelieving um physicians um or centurions in in scripture but but they weren't doing what they were doing for the glory of god um and so that's an interesting that's of course i think another topic um Mm. even like every thinking about every good endeavor that tim keller talks about um but great book uh, yeah yeah but a lot of these vocations are just these things take time you know to be a craftsman mm. to, to, takes time to be a farmer it requires a lot of patience you know you plant and then you you wait for the harvest for months and yeah and we especially in our modern world we, we just we're, we're isolated a lot of times from these old 
practices uh, that you know that take mm. time. <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I think about eating food in Scripture. Um, in the early church, they they ate their food with a joyful and a humble attitude. Um, it says in Acts two, and so even the, the way that they were eating their food um, reflected the the one to whom they belonged. That they, they they were one with Christ, and that showed in the way they ate. Um, mm-hmm. And and First Corinthians ten talking about how we how we partake of of um, the Lord's table together, um, and and Paul says you know whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all to the glory of God. Um, and so that's that's a very particular way of doing. And then, you know, I think as a as a really a really helpful verse uh, to memorize is Colossians 3:17. Um, whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, and that that ought to be appropriated because it seems really broad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever Everything. you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so help help us get this down to practical. Like my life. What what, what would that look like? Okay, you made a case biblically, um, and we can think kind of in these big picture ways about our culture and. Um, but let's walk through some of the daily life habits that we might have and ways that we could implement this. Yeah, I have some ideas um, that that could help us. I, I think about waking up in the morning. Maybe start there. Um, <laughs> waking up in the morning, and my temptation is to turn to my phone. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know too. if that's um, that's common, but no, we're conditioned to do that. Yeah, right from the outset, and that for for me, my phone is is racked by busyness. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it means emails, it means text messages, it means yeah. um, media, all kinds of things. So, so, you know, that would be, that would be a way to start, start our days in slowness. And so, um, you know, maybe not turning to our phone in the morning, but becoming, you know, of course we could say coming to prayer. Maybe, maybe offer God three concerns of your day. Um, just right off the bat in the morning and say, I, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what's coming, um, Lord, and uh, and I want to entrust these to you before I start worrying about them. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's things. so it really t- dovetails with other spiritual disciplines, um, which take our attention, um, mm. which means we need to slow down. And the 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 biggest kind of um, fuel on this fire of inner turmoil and angst and anxiety and to gotta get stuff go- going I think is is our technology you know especially our phones so yeah we need we need to really be rigorous at you know, keeping our phones in a different room when we sleep mm-hmm. um, not having them on before bed or you know yeah. first thing in the morning and I'm I'm, I'm on, I'm just being honest. Like I, I haven't got that. <laughs> I'm not doing well at that. Right. But uh, this is yeah, convicting. I, I, I know that I, it does not do my soul well. 
to uh, to go right away to technology. So that's super practical. May we have the the spirits help to implement it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. For sure. Yeah, and maybe some some ideas during the day. Um, these ones might uh, these might frustrate some of us, um, but even even just to practice this with with a, a mindset of okay, I'm going to do even this uh, for the glory of God, um, and and not be so rushed and just thinking about yeah. the next thing. Um, I think about intentionally like driving in the slow lane. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, or choose the longer line at the grocery store. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or something simple like sitting sitting longer over your meal mm-hmm. um, to to, yeah, to enjoy actually, it. And, yeah, there's a whole movement called the slow food movement. Have you heard of it? I've not. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. It's uh, kind of a reaction to fast food, but it's basically saying this is. They, they talk a lot about the convivium you know, where you share life around a table, Mm. um, making food together, taking time to slow down and prepare a meal and then eat it and enjoy it together and, you know, linger at the table. That's, um, that's very foreign in our go, 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 uh, lifestyle. But, uh, I, I think there's a lot, a lot to that. So, um, meals together as a family, we, Mm. we pretty much eat all together at the table three times a day right now. Um, and yeah. uh, coronavirus makes it you know, hard to invite people into that, but that's a great place to, to build relationships and to invite people in to that family meal and just to slow down and yeah, enjoy food together, conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the reasons why we've always encouraged small groups to eat together, right? And and table talks on on Sundays, yeah, without a doubt. Hmm. Sounds nice. I don't know if it's possible. That's probably what people are saying. Like, okay, you know, seminary student, great idea. Great idea. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Not realistic, especially in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny, even even you know, studying and and asking God to uh, to help in thinking about this topic. Wow, has I have I been exposed <laughs> this week, um, just in how. Quickly, I move to the next thing, or um, you know, I'm in a conversation and I'm I'm just ready to go to the next, um, and and so it, it's it's difficult, and um, I think the 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 beautiful thing about this is that um, when when we read about walking by the Spirit, um, the Spirit dwells in us. We're not. We're not trying to muster this discipline on our own. Um, we actually believe that God is present with us um, in the moment, and so, um, so to do to do what we do and to put these practices in, not as some kind of oh, I need to do this or an, an obligation, but 
these are ways that we can we can live into the presence of God and and actually practice His presence, you know, like as, as if we believe that God is well always with us. Right. That's a theological underpinning of this is 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 that abiding in Christ, communion with Christ. Um, yeah, that's pretty biblical. Any other any other books that have helped you with this besides you mentioned uh what was the first one that you mentioned that we've the yeah spiritual calhoun? disciplines like calhoun yeah okay anything else yeah um yeah i would also recommend uh, a book called liturgy of the ordinary yeah um, great book yeah by uh, tish warren uh great i mean the front cover has peanut butter and jelly sandwich on it um if that gives you any um it, it is it's about redeeming normal practices of life yeah um, that's a great book for the glory of god um i've also also reading um the practice of the presence of god um which is a book uh it, it's a compilation of um brother lawrence's and he was a he was in a carmelite monastery um, a lay brother, and he worked in a kitchen for 15 years. Um, yeah, this would have been like, what, 1600s? You know when? Right, yep, 17th century. 17th century. Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's a classic. I haven't read it for a long time, but I, I think I read it in high school. And um, mm. simple, but that's the point. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I... some. A quote I'd, lo- I'd love to share that th- this is one of those things like we talk about it sounds nice um, but but this this man lived it uh, he lived it out in the kitchen um, doing the most small of things and so um, brother Lawrence in, in his maxims for life he writes it is not necessary to have great things to do I turn over my little omelet in the frying pan for the love of God. When it is finished, if I have nothing to do, I prostrate myself on the ground and adore my God from whom the grace came to make it. After that, I get back up more content than a king. When I cannot do anything else, it is enough for me to have picked up a straw from the ground for the love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I... I, I say I want that. I want that perspective, that the most menial of tasks, um, can be fueled by um, love of God, um, that God has loved us, and that we, we, uh, we love Him in all yeah. that we do. Well, that's a good one. Do you have another quote from that that you wanted to share? Um, yeah, I mean, he he talked about. Um, this was this was written of Brother Lawrence by a, a fellow monk. Um, he he says um, in his in his business, Brother Lawrence's business in the kitchen, to which he had naturally a great aversion, having accustomed himself to do everything there for the love of God, and with prayer, upon all occasions, for his grace to do his work well, he had found everything easy. During fifteen years. That he had been employed there and so that's do you know what he did after that 
yeah, after that, he went on to make shoes. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. So not, not a glamorous, yeah. you know, calling. And he was actually reading more about him. I mean, he was... He wasn't high on the totem pole there, so he was commanded around, and uh, he had superiors. Guy. Yep. Wow. Um, and that's where he learned uh, the presence of God to, mm. to practice. So. And then eventually, he probably languished in a bed for a while and couldn't do anything, in, and then died. <laughs> Yeah, and that's gonna. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. As I just get older, and I realize, okay, I'm I'm not gonna be able to keep up the same pace of things. Like, mm. um, I'm trying to do the things that uh, God wants me to do right now, and I and there are things to do. But there's gonna come a time if I don't die prematurely, where I'm not gonna do that much. And mm. will I will I be able to handle that? And I think I have a fear that I won't. I look at like. Uh, um, you know, Andrea still has grandparents alive right now, and um, yeah. they're in their 90s. And I, 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 I imagine like they seem very content and and at peace, but they're not doing anything. <laughs> and I, I, I think in my part of my myself mm-hmm. thinks like, wow, that's that's going to be really hard. Um, but maybe not if you practice this stuff now, and you're okay with. You know, finding your identity and being a beloved child of God, not um, in what you accomplish. And I guess that goes together with rest, but the slowness piece is uh, very much attached to it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. It's good stuff to think about. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think the call, you know, is is to be mindful, to be intentional. And even slow, if necessary, yeah. um, in our eating, in our working, even if from home, um, right. in our reading and, and meeting, our conversing and commuting, huh. emailing and waiting, yeah. um, just to be aware of the presence of God yeah. and, and conversing moment by moment with Him, that we might make the most of every opportunity that He provides to us, because um, there are so many throughout the day. Right. You mentioned the margin, I think. Um, or maybe you mentioned that to me beforehand, but have you read the book Margin by Richard Swenson? I've not. It's about that, like, creating more margin in your life. And he's a medical doctor, so he talks about it from a medical perspective as well. But it's also helpful. I think a lot. we have a lot of medical people in our church, and they're like, yeah. this is not possible. I, I my, I'm working 80 hours a week, and... Uh, all that stuff, but well, right. here's a medical doctor who says it's not only possible, but it's necessary. Yeah. Um, another book that just kind of came to my mind as we were talking is Eugene Peterson's A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. I think it comes from a yeah. Kierkegaard phrase, but the subtitle of that book was uh, Discipleship in an Instant Society, right? Like a microwave kind of society that wants it now. Um, yeah. But really... You know, we're, we're, we're going for oaks, not mushrooms, you know? Um, right. And that takes time. All these things, you know, the take time. And that really slows us down to think, um, 
you know, we want to just jump at the gun and get stuff done and and we're just frenetic all the time. But the big things, the character of Christ, maturity, um, those things stretch us out in our perspective and make us take things slower. I don't know if I'm going too far mm-hmm. off of the topic now, <laughs> but I, these are mm-hmm. ideas that are, this makes me, it sparks in my mind, in my soul. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think about how if I try to load a web page and it takes longer than 10 seconds, I'm frantic. I'm like, got to check the Wi-Fi. Something's wrong. Right. It's been 10 seconds. You know, yeah, we're just conditioned. Computer. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so I I think about that aspect of um, of that patience and the discipleship and and that's our Lord that you know Christ spent um, Christ spent three years with these these twelve men who ah they they did not seem to get it um, but he, you know I mean even right after Peter confesses you're you're the Messiah and makes this huge confession you're the Son of God um, he, he rebukes Jesus for saying that he's going to suffer and so Jesus says oh get behind me Satan and this is Peter. Yeah. And so, you know, as as the character of Christ is forged into us and we're made to, we're made more like him, I, I think that is something that that will come out. Um and it, it it takes time, it does. Everything does. Yeah, anything good takes time. And yeah. I, I think church, the institution of church slows us down. Um institutions are slow and mm. they get on the nerves of people that want to do things fast. Like um, you know, just kind of chopping at the bits to go do something, but a, a church, you know, it it's it's Sunday after Sunday. It's go through the elders and have a meeting and let's talk about it. Let's not make rash decisions. Let's and it and it takes time. And I think re- the relationships of a church people don't understand this. Like relationships take time. We want uh, quick relationships, yeah. um, and we. We always are measuring things by like some experience in college where you show up someplace with strangers and by Christmas break of freshman year, you think you've gotten this deep friendship mm. and the rest of your life, you're comparing everything to that, which was this sort of fast relationship that just kind of sprung up. But was that really, was that really a deep relationship? Is that as deep as somebody that you've walked through stages of life with for 20 years in the same church? And, and people just don't have patience for relationships like that. We want some. We want the fast things, and that we and often those are mimics of what real intimacy is, real love, real knowledge. But yeah, I just see, I see us very impatient with relationships and impatient at church. Like, oh, I can't church be more like my dorm floor in college, <laughs> you know? But it it's it's going for something more substantial that actually is slower to develop. I think it takes years to really get to know somebody. And that's one of the sad things about our church in this sort of frantic, fast-paced city. Everybody's going somewhere and mm-hmm. moving on. Is that kind of about the time, you know, around year four or five or three, you start to get to know somebody, you know, because you can't know yeah. somebody in three months. Um something comes out like oh i get you now and then they're uh-huh. gone you know well, yeah um, it's hard that is. um 
but yeah, that's our church vision is a 70 year vision from Jeremiah 29. And uh, we've seen, I've seen lots of flashes in the pan kind of come and go. Church plants start, start and stop. And it's just so fast paced. It's it, and instead of just being a little more methodical, let's, let's just do these ordinary means of grace. Let's go slow. Um, that's kind of what I want to help inculcate into the culture of our church which i think ties in with with what you're talking about with slowness yeah yeah may it be so and that's really sobering for me to think about um how you know you come you come to gather with the saints on sunday morning and it causes it causes me to stop and and even look back on the week and go i've been sprinting and i just now you know, took off my shoes and and sat down um, hmm. to 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 be with the body of Christ and and it's not like you said it's not a it's not a quick thing it's not a quick in quick out um, and hmm. and so yeah would would God you can get very impatient this. with it like there's got to be something more than this I want fast and I think that's why a lot of people get uh, impatient and irritated with the the speed of the local church and kind of throw it aside for something a parachurch ministry that's more adrenaline paced you know yeah or maybe there it seems like there's more visible kind of fruit or more things are going on and so you're you're able to see it and it's a it's an instant kind of gratification well a lot of stuff here to think about um Mm -hmm. I hope that it's been helpful for for you guys if you've slowed down and turned on the podcast and folded laundry and listened to it, that it's uh, encouraging to you. So thanks so much, Tim. This has been great. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for for allowing me to to come and talk. It's been been a great joy and formative for me as well. Yeah, well, convicting personally. Uh, So may God use it. Yeah. Amen. All right, brother. Well, I think that's uh, we've gone over, but hey, it's because we took our time. We took our time, and you can listen <laughs> to it on two times speed. If no. wait, don't do that. No, no. <laughs> half speed. <laughs> Point seven five. <laughs> All right, we will sign out. But uh, thanks for tuning in, yep. and we'll Bye-bye. talk to you later. Talk to you later.